Hello, everyone. I'm Colin Tess of Wrestling.com. I'm here to talk about Monday Night Raw. Uh, John Clark could not join us tonight. Hopefully, he'll be able to join us soon. Uh, but I'm here to talk about Raw, obviously. Um, now, a bit also, just we're, we're all over the place tonight. I had to do the play by play results, you know, a bunch of moving pieces here uh, on this Monday evening. So uh, I, I'm a little more. Um, Maybe a little more critical about the show than I usually was this week, but we'll, we'll, we'll get into all, all that fun stuff. Before I do, just want to remind you all this show, like everything we do here, is available on all of our streaming platforms, SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, our podcast, whatever it may be. We've got you covered, so leave a like and subscribe. Now, this uh, this Raw was the second to last one of the of the year here. It's 2021 coming to a close, so we are uh, rapidly on the road to the day one pay-per-view. Um, so we were obviously hoping for, for a good show tonight. Did we get one? Well, that that's fair. that's I guess that's up for you to decide. Uh, Ness is asking where John is. John is uh, sick right now. Hopefully, he'll be able to join us soon. I'm um, not able to discuss it, but just you know, send your best wishes to John. I'm sure, you'd appreciate that. Um, uh, obviously, I'm hoping for a speedy recovery for him as well. Uh, Brian, thank you very much. I'm sure I'll. I'm sure if John's watching, he appreciates that. Saying, uh, hope hope John feels better. Um, yes, absolutely. Very, very much best wishes to John there and Nesha, Nesha as well, saying get well soon. Uh, so if, if you are listening, John, best wishes to you from, from me and from over wonderful viewers here. So uh, Herman saying Raw is getting better each week. In some ways it is, but the bar is so low. Um, it really is, you know, and for me, it's weird where SmackDown has felt for a long time, like the better show. And in a lot of ways, it feels like SmackDown has been declining a little bit, maybe other, maybe outside of the, the top level with Roman and Brock Lesnar. And maybe I'm biased on that one. But um, whereas Raw had felt like it was getting better the past couple of weeks, like I said, when I started the show here, I, I feel a little more critical than I might have been otherwise, only because I had to do the play-by-play results tonight. So I literally just had to watch the entire show, whereas usually I can kind of... Um, turn my brain off here and there, admittedly kind of tune out for some of the things that I don't, I don't care so much about when I'm doing the play-by-play for the whole show. That's not really an option. Um, so that makes it a little, little harder to judge. And then with that, I'm, I'm much more subject to the the usual three-hour burnout. Uh, but there, there was plenty of things to, to dig, dig into, plenty of things to enjoy, plenty of uh, notable takeaways, uh, for better or worse. Uh, Brian Everett said Raw, uh, Raw was a little predictable tonight. I would agree. Um, by and large, definitely some things were predictable. Some things you could have seen coming, or or the way that they kind of frame certain things definitely could have uh, predicted them. Uh, just by and large, uh, Stephen Chambers saying Raw fifty fifty night as well, and he also sends his best wishes to John. We thank you for that. Um, Herman saying watching Monday Night Raw and Monday Night Football helps uh, if you're doing it at the same time, kind of flip back and forth. Uh, but like I said, if you're if you're um, you know, kind of forced to watch it, you know, st- stuck to a chair watching the whole show, it can be a, it can be a little rough. Um, no, 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 we know where to start, but Nesha is bringing up something that we've been talking about for weeks here, so we might as well dig in there. She's bringing up the breakup, finally, the breakup between AJ Styles and almost the former Raw Tag Team Champions. Now, this has been in the works or, or teased for a couple weeks. You know, they, they've hinted or 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 teased at some tension so it'd be wrong to say this came out of nowhere but i definitely feel like they hit the fast track on this one whereas you, they usually really beat you over the head with you know tension and teases and and uh, a fairly kind of gradual road to a split this one didn't really do that you know like i said they, they've teased it they've had some some conflict but 
no, tonight we got pretty much, uh, I would say, several weeks worth of a storyline kind of crammed into, to call it two segments, where Age Styles and Omos were on Miz TV, almost didn't even speak for himself. Miz kind of, I guess for some reason, almost off screen decided to open up to the Miz about his his doubts and, and um, his, his true feelings revealed about uh, this tag team with AJ Styles, saying that he feels like AJ has been holding him back ever since he got to WWE. Uh, which was feels like a year ago, roughly this month, maybe a little before that. I feel like it was last fall at some point. So honestly, not like I guess it depends. Either it was wow, it was a year ago, or oh, that was only a year ago. I uh, just a matter of perspective on that one. But that was kind of this rapid escalation of talking about the the conflict and the the, the just I don't know the inability to coexist. Definitely the, the theme of the show as always, and that's kind of what played out here. Uh, and right before almost, uh, and could speak for himself in theory, you know, again, Miz doing all the speaking for him. The Mysterios came out for the scheduled match with AJ and almost AJ was pretty much active the whole match. He, I, I don't think, uh, almost ever tagged in. And the second AJ did go for a tag, almost refused. And AJ so shocked that his partner would not tag out or sorry, tag in that, uh, that Ray rolled him up from behind for the win. Mysterious win. They're supposedly going to face the Street Profits in the finals of the RK Bronament for a tag title shot next week. So actually a good result here to have them win like that, or at least to have them win a match here against the former champions. But obviously the, the big, big angle here after the match, AJ confronts almost, kind of starts punching him, goes for the phenomenal forearm, almost catches AJ, slams him into the mat, and uh, there you go. Yeah, and, then, and then he said um, that... You know, next time we see each other, it'll be in a match. And he called, called, he called AJ like trash or something. And AJ called him trash as well. So, and then shortly thereafter, they announced next week. Yes, already it will be AJ Styles versus almost as uh, Stephen Chambers is pointing out. So, yeah, we will see this match next week. Do I think it's going to have some kind of shenanigans or a count out or something? Maybe. Honestly, uh, I we recover the news story that they seemingly broke up. And I, and I put the word seemingly in the headline because... There's a part of me that's like, just because they, they just fast-tracked it so much, I'm like, are they going to kind of swerve us next week and have it be, as AJ said, uh, you know, some growing pains in this team? I don't think so. I think that'd be unlikely and, dare I say, ill-advised uh, to do that. But I don't know. I, something about it just kind of struck me as a little funny that, that it just happens so quickly. And again, usually WWE just does it in such a way that it's it's abundantly clear when what's coming. And um, to have anything kind of other than that formula um, would be a little surprising. Uh, but uh, getting a question about who I think is the face or the heel here, uh, Herman Herman Carr asking that. Um, it's weird, right? Because uh, obviously it feels like based on the traditional pattern, almost be the face, kind of breaking out on his own from from AJ's influence. AJ has been the very much the heel here, kind of the Shawn Michaels, Kevin Nash kind of situation from back in the day, and. Uh, that's kind of like what you would expect, but then obviously AJ Styles is AJ Styles. Like I think people are going to want to cheer him in some ways. Uh, and kind of with that in mind, uh, Nesha pointing out, you know, like many people hoping that uh, she wants to see AJ back in the title, the WWE title picture um, kind of shortly after this. Now he's uh, supposedly going to be back in the singles uh, title scene. I think that is a, a fair hope a fair uh even expectation at some point soon obviously aj former world champion a former kind of top well yeah i would say he still is a top star uh in the company so and we, but we haven't really seen that ever since he's been in the tag division here obviously the tag division well, yeah it's usually kind of handled in a bit of a different a different light here so 
Um, again, I'm 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 kind of uh, waiting to see how next week goes before I really kind of dive in about um, like where, where I think it's going to go. Obviously, the big test here of this one is you know is, is uh, Adrian going to be able to really carry almost in this match? Brian Everett pointed that out, predicting Adrian will carry him to the match. That should be fun, uh, but this will be a big test of you know trying to make this a, a good match on TV. You know, I guess in a way it's good they're doing it on Raw and not a pay-per-view. Kind of admittedly some, some lowered expectations. Not to say that they're not going to do it on pay-per-view, but um, I think that there's something about it being on Raw that's like you, you can kind of get away with, you know, the commercials and you, you really can kind of frame it, frame it in such a way that the the, the burden of putting on the, a stellar match is significantly reduced there. Um, but uh, again, talking about who might be the face or heel, um, Herman pointing out that... Uh, so someone pointed out that that almost that uh, almost got oh yeah Dave just pointed out that that almost got cheers tonight and as as you'd expect whenever you have kind of a, a breakup like this there's a face and there's a heel doesn't necessarily mean that it has to stay that way but usually kind of based on that initial reaction it's kind of how they tend to roll so I would expect them to try, try to have almost as a as a like powerhouse kind of a baby face here maybe going forward Herman saying that almost it's a monster theme and entrance not just a generic song. I mean, they usually do that, right? Usually, when you get kind of a a, a fresh coat of paint, if you will, uh, you'll get a new theme, you'll get a whole new whole new kind of thing there. Um, so, I would expect maybe next week even he'll have his own entrance like that. And that's funny out again, as I said earlier, we even see almost speak for himself tonight. So that was a little weird. She's saying maybe, maybe almost needs a manager to, to cut promos for him if they are broken up, because you know the promos are an important part of for any wrestler, right? For anybody on especially on WWE TV. So. Yeah, and who might that be? I don't know. Um, they, they have options. You know, I think of MVP if they wanted to go to go off the wall there, maybe some hurt business kind of thing. Uh, Michael Bivens and, and, and NXT, I think there are any number of possibilities. But I do think, you know, from what we have seen so far and, and limited opportunity almost hasn't really shown that kind of um, the, the promo skill you would want to see in someone for a, a prominent singles run like that. Obviously, AJ Styles has. So I think uh, in, the, in the match, as we were talking about a minute ago, he could carry almost in that sense. And in, in a prolonged feud, I think he could do the same in, in the promos. But again, we're kind of looking forward here in terms of where we're going. Stephen Chambers saying he wants to see AJ with one more title on before he retires. Um, AJ definitely at the point of his career where you kind of know that, um, you know, he's, uh, the Cossacks saying that he's got more matches kind of behind him than, than he does ahead of him. So, you know, the clock's ticking in that sense. So, if that means challenging for the, if he does enter, enter the title scene again, um, I don't know if that's a, if that's WrestleMania 38, this is the, this is the one coming up, or you know maybe maybe an upcoming pay per view, not too long thereafter. But you know, uh, I don't know. I I, I want to see that too. I'm a big fan of AJ Styles. I'm glad that um, he. I'm glad he's kind of helped almost along here um, in this you know in, in this tag team run. They they had a great run together as champions. And you know they've been a pretty good constant on, on Raw, but I think the time the time kind of came. We've been talking about it for weeks. You kind of clearly see the writing on the wall, but again, it did feel a little uh, again not not out of nowhere. That's not the right word, but just it felt sudden. Where it's like again, usually it's more built up, and they definitely hit uh, just fast tracked it and hit the fast forward button here on this one. And uh, I think it will remain to be seen next week and beyond how that goes for the match, for a feud, for almost in general. Uh, Nash pointing out almost could, could even go back to NXT. I feel like they really don't do that much these days. You know, like once they're on the main roster, um, especially with with a 2.0 revamp, like once they're on the main roster, like it is sink or swim. 
and barring kind of catastrophe in terms of just like inability to really swim, I guess, um, you know, that, that you're kind of there, right? They, they, they you're gonna, they're going to try and, and make it work with you. And whether that's repackaging, whether that's unfortunately not using them on TV, like I, I feel like going back to NXT definitely isn't as much of an option as it usually is. Bit Mulligan saying good evening, good evening, Bit. Hope you're doing well. Um, Nestor, that is good, a good pointing out that Mandy Rose did go back. I think that's different, though. I think, you know, Mandy, there, it felt like there's a clear purpose of, like, they want her to be uh, the top star on this. She's, she's the champion already. I guess I'm more mean, like, setting someone down to hone their craft, right, where it was, was almost like that would be the case, where it's, like, usually, you know, we've seen in the past, Finn Balor went down to NXT, and it wasn't to hone his craft. It was so he could be the top guy, or one of the top guys, to be the champion, to really have a good run down there. Whereas you really don't see so much people going down to NXT um, in a more literal developmental sense. Uh, Brian Everett pointing out that almost would have been better in the old NXT with Triple H in charge. I would agree. Um, not to say they couldn't do well there now, but again, I just think that the philosophy has changed. So um, trying to look at the, the possible avenues, not possibly, that is possible, the likely avenues move forward here. I wouldn't necessarily think that that, that is one. Not to write it off either. You never know. Would be nothing surprises her degree honestly you can never really write anything off but um nonetheless we will see almost an agent next week and i i'm curious to see how it's gonna go so else that i was was i guess kind of curious about when, when they announced it and it wound up being um uh maybe maybe, maybe not so surprising or or, or anything really uh, did you point out that we got uh, swerved today with, with ms and maurice maurice was on uh the cutting edge with edge his talk show uh, briefly turned into a, into a Dr. Phil kind of thing where, where she was talking about her marital issues with Miz being, being uh, upset that she never got a thank you for all she does and, and this, that, and the other thing and, and wanting uh, just some, some appreciation for, um, you know, just kind of run, running the ship at home with the business, with, with the reality shows, what have you, um, and being upset in that sense. Uh, and, and Edge saw through it and amazing all through it and immediately kind of came across like a jerk where he was like oh like here he's sitting here crying i see right through it um and, and he knew he he said oh this is like cut the act you're just doing this so the miss can attack me from behind and he did uh <laughs> and marie still attacked edge from behind so he saw through it but they still got they still got better uh the better of him um and, and left edge lying i think for the second week in a row uh but that kind of leads to the question, and they, they even they, they definitely this was a firm kind of uh, a breadcrumb, if you will, of the possible uh, involvement of Beth Phoenix tonight, where where uh, where Maurice brought up, you know, uh, Miz shoved her in in Edge's way last week, and she asked Edge, "Would you would you do that to your wife, Beth, Beth Phoenix?" As we know, and he said, "No, I, I respect I respect my wife." Oof, <laughs> a little bit of a, a roast there for for uh, on for the Miz's behalf, but. Um, that was definitely like the most clear tease of like, all right, you know, there we all know that Beth is married to Edge. We know that's a thing. They've 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 brought in the storylines before, but with this one specifically, it's like, okay, they, they referenced her. They set up that kind of um, dynamic of like, okay, Edge says he respects his wife, and therefore the inherent uh, contrast, like, oh, so you're saying the Miz doesn't, um, you know? But with 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 Miz Emery's. Uh, back together at United Front after some teased tension with her slapping slapping Miz last week. They're back together. No, no issues there. 
uh, definitely into the question of like, okay, obviously Ez needs his lady, his 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 wife Beth Phoenix to uh, to even the odds here if for the 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 mixed tag team match that we've all been uh, for the most part that we've all been uh, assuming would happen. Uh, Brian Everett saying we are definitely getting that tag team match at some point. Um, yeah. Uh, I would assume at this point, especially it's only two weeks away, we're still going to get that singles match between Edge and The Miz for day one. Uh, but as John, John and I have talked about for the past couple of weeks, it feels like maybe that's Royal Rumble. Um, I don't think they can really draw it out too much more than that because that's already another month beyond uh, beyond January 1 there. But yeah, I, I would assume we're going to see Beth Phoenix soon as part of the storyline. And, uh, you know, what... I, I would I would have to say like if they bring her in I would be very surprised if they don't do this next tag team match but um, yeah that's just saying we know she's coming uh, seems like they could make it a, a mixed tag of day one again I think they're more likely going to stick to the, the singles and then maybe kind of uh, have the rematch be this this tag team match but Herman saying he thought the Buffalo would show up tonight and help Edge yeah but then you know that's the kind of thing where like maybe she wasn't on the show at all so you know. Um, yeah, maybe she'll be she'll, she'll use what happens tonight as her kind of catalyst for for getting involved here moving forward. Luke asked what John is. John is unfortunately sick. He's not able to join us tonight. So as I said earlier, hopefully he will be able to join us uh, soon. You know, I'm um, not quite sure exactly when, but uh, Luke pointed out that he knows. I'm sorry. <laughs> I've, whenever in, in the comments, I just read them seriously. So there you go. Um, what else? What else? But um, Nash point out that we can see this this tag match for WrestleMania again. That's a long time, folks. I mean, we are already sitting here. I think it's been like already three weeks. No, I, th I think Edge and Miz return on the 29th, November 29th. So that's, you know, one episode, two, three. This is the fourth episode that we've seen, I think, of this feud so far. We've got another one before day one, uh, the pay-per-view. And then we've got, obviously, the match. And then for Royal Rumble, you've got all January to build up a punch rematch there. Um, that's a lot. And not not say that WWE won't do it because they they love doing that stuff. They love just drawing things out and, and filling airtime however they can, as we often see during during Monday Night Raw. Um, but yeah, I think that's a long time, and I would not be thrilled to see this feud kind of draw, drawn out that long, especially when I firmly believe that, that both guys could be doing much much better things. Uh, we've talked about it before with, with AJ Styles, especially now with AJ being supposedly back in the singles scene here. Maybe he could feud with Edge going to WrestleMania or. Uh, for the Miz, there are any number of ways you could you could plug him in and, and help him. You're giving him something meaningful to do. That's the thing. Maybe it makes sense. I mean, it makes sense, right? You know, Beth Phoenix kind of grand return. If I if I recall, I don't think she's had really a match since WrestleMania 35. I could be way off on that one, but that's the last one I really remember. Um, other than maybe a match here or there, at least the last kind of really high profile one. But I mean, and that was already over two years ago, so. Uh, no, I think mainly it does make sense. I'm not, I'm not disagreeing. I just think you know that might not be the best, um, the, the, the best best path forward. Not, again, not to say that's not an option, but that's my two cents. So as always, you are well, anyone's free to disagree. That I'm just giving my my um, my opinion. Oh, Brian never pointed out shows in the Royal Rumble. I guess I more meant like a singles or or a tag team match. I always view Rumble a little differently. Of like you know it's battle royale. You get a little bit of, a little bit of a shine. I do remember that now that you bring it up. Um, but no, in terms of not like a. You know, having a spotlight on you individually in a different way, I I don't think we've really seen that since uh, Mania 35. Um, but there you go. Uh, heck, may maybe she'll go back to the Royal Rumble, or or, or maybe she'll go back to day one and then go off to compete in the Rumble. Who who knows, right? Are there are any number of things that are possible. Um, 
somehow so isn't just possible we know it's gonna happen next week we're gonna see finn bauer face austin theory again this is raw the land of rematches so i think tonight was a, a maybe the first time we've seen this match one-on-one -on -one. obviously we've seen austin get involved with finn in recent weeks attacking him after matches you know getting him uh, trying to you know irritate him in, in, in a number of ways here but um i saying it was cool to see finn winning again beating austin theory this week rematch next week um, so yes, Austin Theory, as we've been talking about for weeks now, definitely, um, uh, I guess the, the saying that comes to mind is the, the bell of the ball, I, I, the riding the hot hand, um, whatever cliche you want to use. Um, you know, obviously he, he's been on a roll here uh, of, you know, picking up wins. He was on sort of the Survivor, Survivor Series winning team, uh, getting him a spot on that team kind of at the last minute. And then he got, he got a, a WWE title match the next night. He stole Vince McMahon's priceless egg. Uh, and, and he's working working with Vince McMahon ever since. So um, no, like that definitely a case of like you can tell they they hire on they hire on this guy. They want him to really kind of be um, set up for success and really kind of become you know, again maybe not a top star, but like you know quickly build him up here. And they're they're doing that. He he's beat he beat Jeff Jeff Hardy weeks ago. He beat. I think he'd be John Morrison. He'd be a couple, a couple notable names. Um, and then again, because it's Survivor Series, and he, um, he, I think he beat Rey Mysterio at some point. Definitely beat Dominic. Just all these matches boy together eventually. Uh, but uh, with that being said, you definitely was surprised to see um, Finn Balor uh, beat him tonight in a way. Like when the match started, I kind of thought, okay, you know, they might have Finn win. Obviously, Finn is the former Universal Champion, so he's got that kind of track record. But at the same time, again, we're just kind of seeing what we. What we've been watching with Austin Theory, it's like, you know, and, and again, the, the fact that it's kind of completely neutered Finn Balor and the Demon at, at Extreme Rules with the, with that entry, the, the way that match ended there, it's the the, the lights and the rope snapping, all that crap. Uh, pardon me, but um, you know, I, I guess I had that on the back of my mind, and then to see Finn Balor win pretty cleanly, and then no ifs ands buts about it, um, was a little surprising. Although I should say, during, at the end of the match, Austin went for. Uh, to take a selfie as he does and that kind of arrogance costs him where it, it let Finn Balor uh, take control and get the win so I thought that made sense obviously it, literally his his pride was his downfall I'm all for that it's kind of like some Shakespearean stuff right there um but you know I guess it was a little surprising because like for me if anything you want to be kind of or like when, like when I'm watching something I want to be like okay, consistent in that sense like, okay you're saying the win 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 and you can't win all the time but I don't know again I guess I, I thought it'd be better if they built up Finn a little stronger like that but um, you know, I, I good good for Finn. I, I've said I believe many a time I, I want better for Finn Balor uh, ever since he returned to the main roster. Um, I guess more more so my problem with this is that like he won the match, but I felt pretty pretty certain that you know they even, that even before they announced the rematch, there's gonna be a rematch. I feel pretty darn sure that Osnier is gonna win, uh, and and they're ultimately gonna win this feud. So it just feels like they're kind of. Biding the time, I, I, I guess. So, uh, and unfortunately, Brian Everett, you are spot on, good sir. Uh, Sam Finn has always been mismanaged on the main roster. Yeah, you know, for me, when I, I, I took a couple of years off wrestling, but when I first got back into it, uh, the very end of 2018, early 2019, Finn was on Raw. He was, uh, that was right when he was facing Brock Lesnar at the Raw Rumble. And like, I was like, wow, this dude's really cool. And ever since then, like, you know, he won the IC title, but they didn't do anything. He did great in NXT, uh, but on main roster, just like, it's really kind of haven't really figured them out and, and uh, realized the best way to use them. And it's very, it's been very disappointing in that sense. Uh, Nesha, again, also agreeing that she, uh, that she loves Finn. I would agree. Finn's great. 
Um, I'm glad he's in this feud, but again, it feels like we're just kind of inevitably waiting out. You know, Austin's going to win. That that seems to be the, the clear direction here. Uh, and and then what for Finn? It's like you know, you don't really know uh, where where they're going in that sense. And I, I think that's unfortunate. And it's good for Austin. Obviously, you know, feeding with a former Universal Champion, feeling a guy that I was I was just singing the praises of that Nashville saying she loves as well. Um, you know, it's a little disappointing in that sense. So, you know, uh, yeah, Nashville saying it's getting I think it's getting used. That's like. Admittedly, you know, I don't know. I think that's all. That's a that's a whole kind of discussion. It's like, would you rather be on TV, losing and like being in this kind of like nothing matches, or not being used at all? I mean, I would imagine any number of the performers would prefer to be used. Obviously, you don't want to be uh, as, as the the classic thing goes, sitting and catering. Nobody wants that. Um, so they will have a rematch next week. I do think Austin's going to win. Uh, Ness was saying someone should take Austin through his phone and break it. So I should say. Yeah, before we got this this match with Austin kind of uh, losing due to his own arrogance. Later on, he attacks some dollar backstage. He then goes to Vince, Vince McMahon's office and says, "Hey, boss, you know I'm sorry I lost. I let you down, but I, I still beat him up, took a selfie, so that's cool, right?" And Vince McMahon uh, was, was very disappointed in Austin Theory losing, and he proceeded to threaten to fire Austin Theory and said, "You know I could I could fire you. I, I love firing people. I love firing people. It makes me happy, especially in the in the holiday season." And like. Oh, this was bad, folks. This was bad. Like, you know, the second Vince said it, I, I, I myself, many people on wrestling Twitter instantly were there. Like, they, Vince McMahon just jokes about firing people in the holiday season on national television. Then at the end of a year, when dozens, when they watch it, when WWE, his company, has released dozens of, of superstars due to budget cuts, and that's dating back to even last year, more releases the last year. Um, not a good look at all. This is this is not the first time dating back to uh, DJ brought up the, the egg storyline and then earlier comment. Even the first, the site the night we had that storyline begin, uh, all the superstars applauding for Vince the first time he was seen in months um, on WTV applauding him uh, and the aftermath of, of these releases. Uh, it, it's definitely just, uh, um, uh, it's a questionable taste at the very least. I think it's I think it's fair to, to question. Uh, and for me, just literally having Vince very much like kind of play it up like like a joke or or uh like a, just for you as at the very least using for a storyline that much is fair to say it's using it for the storyline um i don't think that's good luck i mean i've i've made it no secret on this show on the smackdown show the xt show um on any show that, that these releases are just very upsetting to me as someone you know pe people that i'm a huge fan of this year have been released uh, Malachi Black, Keith Lee, Carrie Ann Cross, so many, many more than I can even name at the top off the top of my head. Um, it's that time that, that upset me. I was like, man, this is not this is not the thing to be joking about, especially right now. It's like, you know, especially the last round releases in November, you know, right ahead of the holidays. Um, and that's you know, that's not a good look in the first place. Then they're joking about loving uh, firing people and during the holiday season, it's just like. I, I really didn't, didn't think that was I don't think it was right and that's not me to, I'm not trying to be on, on my high horse or or anything just like I'm not I don't think I'm alone in that you know I'm curious to see what any of you think but um I don't know that, that, that's not the only thing that's not the only thing that that they kind of utilize the, the thing fans kind of criticize that they, that they decide to utilize to their revenge tonight uh, Herman saying in a year everyone will forget about the releases I honestly think so maybe that maybe some of the specific ones but um you know the the general pattern of, of these dozens and dozens of releases like i don't think 
anyone's really going to forget the fact that that happened in the sense like that. It was, it's been a very clear shift in, in philosophy of the way they've, they've run the business. Um, yeah, maybe some, some of the specific ones, you know, maybe not some of the big ones that really took people by surprise, but like Bray Wyatt, like Braun Strowman. Uh, but yeah, maybe some of like this, the, the rounds that, you know, were more of the people lumped in and it's hard to kind of like really remember which one got released when. I think that's, that's kind of fair, but overall, I, I think people will, will remember that. So, you know, moving forward, like, uh, I think people, people might remember this, although withdrawal, so much stuff happens, you know, week to week. That's just like, unfortunately, well, I guess for better or worse, people are just kind of going to lump it in and be like, well, you know what happened? And then by next week, it's going to be like a disnummer already because there's just so much content across the board here. Uh, Brian Everett saying, Vince is good at firing people. It's like what he did this last year. I mean, yeah, if you, I, I would hope he's good at it if you, if you liked it so much. Um, but yeah, you know, uh, man. Yeah, you know, it's just, and Brian saying it's important what Vince says. I mean, I, I think he means specifically this. Yeah, and, and then he was then to make it worse, he ended up saying ho 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 like like Santa Claus, obviously, in spirit of in spirit of Christmas Christmas and holidays. Yeah, it was weird. All these segments are weird. At the end of the day, like whether or not you think that it's in poor taste about the bring up the releases using that for storyline, it is weird. Or sorry, it, it is that no, it's sorry. Pause. Uh, the, the, the the segments are weird. It's like usually literally what he's saying or what's happening. Like last week he was like he was trying to teach him the power of the pencil. Um it's all just like weird stuff. I saw someone tweet tonight, like joking, like, "Am I high?" When they're watching this, it's like it's just like kind of hard to like make sense of. Because um, yeah, like on paper, it's like okay, he's trying to impress the boss, right? You can follow that. Uh, Vince wants to, um, you know, to to mold this next star. You know, Austin said before earlier in the show, he's like, "Oh, Vince probably thinks I'm a, I'm a future WWE champion." That very well may be true, right? Yeah, that makes sense. But then one that you got kind of like lost in the weeds of like the specific things they're doing here of like, again, last week was the power of the pencil and now Vince joking about firing people. Again, that makes sense because he's a boss. Again, what in the context of all the releases and everything, it definitely does add um, some different layers to it that don't necessarily help it. So, uh, but yeah, that's just saying in the other day, it is business. It is, it is business. And I, I've said it before, we've talked about these releases ad nauseum, so I'm not going to dive into them um, anymore here, at least right now. Um, it is business. It is not my job uh, or my, you know, not my place to, to judge that or to say that it is the right, right or wrong way of doing business. I'm more, I'm trying to approach it just uh, ob observationally. So uh, Brian Evans saying Vince wants what Vince wants. I mean, yeah, literally, if he's the one that's in charge, right, he can do whatever he wants, especially with his character, because he's the one that's writing the show or, or the one that's overseeing it, really. So that's just the way it is. That's just, you kind of got to uh, roll it on that one. Um, so there you go. We're, we're, we're briefly moving on. We're briefly talking about uh, the, the tag team division here with, with Styles and Omos, with the Mysterious picking up that win. I briefly mentioned the RK Bronament uh, as they previously postponed the finals to uh, next week. It was supposed to be, I think, last, maybe, I think it was last week. They postponed it. It was going to be uh, the Street Profits versus the Mysterios. Supposedly, uh, I haven't heard any, any update on that as far as I know. That'll be next week. Um, so the Mysterious win, the, the Mysterious winning tonight would. No, I guess, and I don't know. My first thought was, oh, maybe they're going to win that match next week to get, at least get a tag title match. Uh, but in the meantime, or maybe after that, Adija pointing out, we did see tonight that uh, Chad Gable lost to Randy Orton. You know, we've had that feud kind of brewing a little bit there on, on the sideline. But Adija pointing out that Otis, of all people, has Randy Orton's RKO number. Otis dodged not one, not two, 
but three RKOs tonight. Like that never happens. Not not in a match, not an angle, especially not an angle. Usually, like if Randy goes to like, yo, you're going down. Like playing playing simple. Uh, no fans are butts about that. Um, but Otis dodged three RKOs, sent Orton out of the ring uh, so to set up a match next week uh, between Randy Orton and Omos. No, no rail tonight. So I was complaining last week having Riddle uh, on all three shows. So none, none, none at all. At least for tonight, he'll probably maybe he'll be on NXT tomorrow as MSK Shaman. Um, but no, no rail tonight. It was just Randy by himself. I think that was a, a welcome reprieve. But um, you know, Deja point out uh, his prediction that he thinks RKO will lose the gold to the Alpha Academy. I mean, they've got to lose eventually, right? We we were talking about it for weeks. So like RK Bro is going to lose titles at some point. They, I would imagine, my solid prediction that they or belief that they are going to feud, likely heading to WrestleMania. Um, so they got to lose to somebody again. As I mentioned a minute ago, um, based on what we saw tonight, I was like, okay, maybe maybe it'll be the, the Mysterios. They've already won the SmackDown, SmackDown tag titles. Kind of cool to have them in the Raw tag titles in that sense, if if they decide to keep them together um, for now. But um, I mean, that's just, it's one of those things, man. Like you know, Alpha Academy would be great. I think they're a good team, but you got to build these people up. And we had uh, Gable lose tonight. I think Otis. I feel like Otis lost Riddle or something like a week or two ago. Like that's not like they're picking up a lot of wins or anything. So if you ask me, like. A month from now, could they win the tag titles? Yeah, just have them string together some wins. Like, make the, that's it's just fundamentals like wins, build them up, heat them up, and then you get a title match. And in theory, then you win, and, and it feels more more earned, more more meaningful. Um, but you know, without that, you know, now we as we, we had um, Gable was tonight, we're gonna have Randy Orton versus Otis tomorrow. I, I, I don't. Necessarily see Otis beating Randy Orton next week, as I'm a big fan of Otis, but not not sure about that one. Um, un unless there's interference or or some kind of DQ or something, maybe maybe Riddle will get involved next week. Again, we we can see him tonight. And Nestle is upset about that, saying no Riddle, crying emoji. Uh, hoping she gets we get Riddle tomorrow. I would imagine it'll be on it'll be on on NXT tomorrow as a shaman, but um, no Riddle tonight. Um, and, and that's okay in my book. That's okay. I'm sure he'll be back next week in several segments to make up for the Akam tonight. Now she's pointing out her belief that we'll see the Street Profits as next champions. I, I haven't seen that for a while. Pretty much, I would say that's kind of been my assumption since the draft. Um, and again, the, I don't necessarily know exactly what's going on with them. I know, again, they're going to be in the, the finals of the RK Broniment, but um, that got postponed. So, so maybe... Uh, we'll see them versus the Mysterios next week as scheduled, and then if they win that one, could easily could potentially beat RK Bro. Uh, but again, as Stephen Jay was pointing out, especially with AJ and almost seemingly breaking up, there aren't a lot of teams left. You got the Mysterios supposedly also breaking up. That was uh, that has been reported um, by you know reliable outlets uh, in, in recent memory. So um, if that is indeed the direction, then that would be even less teams. So then, in a way, then then that does lend some. Uh, Credibility, credibility to the idea that, that it could very well be uh, Alpha Academy. I'm, I keep saying American Alpha. I'm sorry. Um, and I just want to know your new champs. I mean, yeah, in that case, it could be Street Profits. It could be American Alpha or Alpha Academy. Damn it. Um, I guess those would be the two leading contenders at this point. Dirty Dog is still there. We'll talk about what Dolph Ziggler did on the show in a minute. But, um, yeah, I, I think Alpha Academy could very well be the, the next champions. They just got to heat them up first. Mysterio's going to win tonight, maybe the one next week. I would say maybe, I guess at this point, my pick would be 
whoever wins the arcade tournament, because then maybe they'll have a little bit of feud, and then you know there you go, have have the title change and uh, start kind of planting the seeds for the feud there between Riddle and Orton. I think that would make sense. So, so there you go. Something that uh, I don't know. Uh, I guess it made sense, right? Uh, they have, we had yet another match between Bianca Belair and Dewdrop tonight. Supposedly the final chapter of this this bitter, bitter feud that's raged on and on and on. And I say that because they, they blow it up as this like climactic chain, like this climactic end of an era style feud kind of thing. I'm like, this, this is going on for a couple of weeks. And it's not this, this, this blood feud that's been raging on for months, folks. It's been like, what, one month? Ish. Maybe, okay, maybe they're feeding like around Star Series time, but like it's not the kind of thing. It's like, I don't know. I, I think they're, they're going, to, they're getting a little carried away with it. They, they really settled the final chapter of this feud and it's like the, the, the last time or whatever. I'm like, A, it's probably not. B, again, it doesn't really like who, who here is really that like, excited about it. Uh, but did you point out, do, do, do drop, <laughs> I'll read the comment, uh, do lost back player in a good match. Uh, DJ, as I just, yeah, I would agree, saying probably not gonna be the last match. They'll probably have a match at day one. Um, yeah, yeah, they, they probably will. They probably will. Um, good match, right? I, 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 I always say the matches are always good. More often than not, that's never the problem. Never the, like, no, the matches are great. There are people. All these people are in WWE for a reason. Like ninety nine percent of the time, they're great wrestlers. They're fantastic. They're getting any any single given night of the week. They can go out there and have a great match. That is never the problem. The problem is with the storylines and the booking and the way these these characters and the people are are handled and presented. So when you have this supposed final chapter, uh, you know, climactic match, and I looked it up. This is the fourth time. Four, four times that we've seen this match uh, in, in the past couple weeks here. It's like, who cares? Like, uh, not what? What? This is this is what I want. Like, do something else. And not that four singles matches, mind you. Not no, not even the usual tag team can they coexist or 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 whatever. Nothing, nothing. Singles, singles, singles. It was a, a count out. Back of where won one of them with a 450 splash. I'm not sure. I don't remember the other one, but I think she won that one as well. So Dewdrop, this is lost, lost, lost. So this doesn't really matter. And John and I have been talking about it before. But, um, oh, man, just like build people up. Like if you want these matches to matter, you got to like not even with each other. Right? You, you, you even need to have to drop beat Bianca Blair because John and I would talk about it for weeks. You understand um, that, you know, this was probably just meant to kind of give Bianca Blair something to do in the meantime, get her away from the title picture. We're going to talk about the role of the title picture in a minute. Um, give her something to do, heat her up, have her, have her got some easy wins. If you're going to do that get, uh, and have her in the street with Dewdrop, have Dewdrop get some wins. Like, Again, I'm I sit here from the comfort of my home. I'm in, I'm, I'm in my 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 ten dollar desk chair, you know, just just you know criticizing the show. It's not just as a cat as a fan here, but to me it just feels so easy. And I know they don't they don't have a lot of depth in the woman's session, but my gosh, just like have her beat Nikki Nikki ASH. She's not doing anything. She wasn't on the show tonight. The, the monster backstage. Have her have her beat her or I don't know Danny Brooks tour for some champion. Just somebody, somebody. My gosh, like it's just, and then so then uh, all that is to say, having her lose four matches in a row to Black Blair doesn't really matter. Like, the, in a way, that almost hurts Black Blair because then, like, you're having her in this feud with someone that it's she's not really benefiting from, right? That it's not really like it's not like building her up, she's just winning, 
But like just being the same person over and over again, like the the any gain you get from that is significantly reduced when the other person isn't really getting built up. So, you know, for me, like it was a great match. Bianca Blair hit hit the KOD on on Dewdrop in a very uh, she's amazingly strong. She's able to lift Dewdrop, you know, the powerhouse over her head. Uh, but a very cool moment to end a, a pretty predictable and you know lackluster. Uh, build to a match, you know, it was, it was a good match in itself. I'm not saying that both women amazingly talented, no, no doubt about it. But again, the problem is is the way these things are handled and booked and presented in that sense. So, boy, but yet again, uh, Steven Chambers saying doesn't like the name Dewdrop. I thought they're going to change the name back to Piper Niven. Now we do know Dewdrop has at least a new theme song. This was, uh, I think, last week she had a new theme song, and there's some confusion. I couldn't really tell. I think she had the same the same theme song as last week, so it was, it was the new one from last week. Um, and, and maybe some people were thrown for a loop by that tonight. I honestly, I don't even know. Uh, but at the very least, it's not the same theme she had weeks ago. It was the same bubbly theme song. It was weird of having her, um, well, with, as a heel with, with this bubbly music. No, none of that stuff. It's, you know, more heelish music, so that makes sense. But yeah, um, I, I think she definitely needs to drop the do drop name. Uh, hopefully she will. I think, I think, you know, she'll. And, and on paper, have, have a better shot um, in general as, as Piper Niven and not Dewdrop. That's very much a, a gimmick kind of name. And Piper Niven, you know, that's, to me, that's a wrestler's name. And again, that's a whole nother talk about uh, wrestler, superstar, WWE versus wrestling, sports entertainment, all this all this stuff. I'm not going to get into that right now, but I think she's better off as Piper, Piper Niven. I think uh, at least what, um, based on that comment, that seems that some, somebody would agree. But uh, more ideas here. What Bianca Boyer could do. Ness was saying that she could team up with uh, Dana Brooke and be the, the tag team champions. Obviously, the tag team champions don't have a lot of competition. So I can't really disagree that they, I, I, I don't disagree. They, they, they need more uh, depth in that division there. Uh, do I think the answer would be Bianca and Dana? I don't necessarily think so. I mean, Dana's now in the, in, like, again, uh, we've talked about it before, the 24 7 uh, division, or. If you, if, or title picture you want to call it it's very separate um so the, like anyone who holds the title usually isn't like it's just it's 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 all a little world right you don't you don't usually see that now if if dana loses you know they could do that and possibly but you know yeah uh well, and then i saw some people wondering what's next for bianca coming out of this i mean we'll talk about the the becky lynch feed right now i i feel like eventually they're, they're going to circle back to becky and bianca Feels pretty inevitable at this point, but Stephen Turner is wondering they could uh, have have Ray Ripley re-enter the top picture. Ray up for spec would be great. Oh, it would it would be great. Um, but and, and Ray won tonight, so there you go. That was that was nice to see uh, that she she picked up a win because she hasn't been doing that much too much lately. Um, brief brief you know mention of of the twenty four seven title stuff. We had Dana Brooke and Reggie go to a holiday light show in the spirit of Christmas. Our truthful dressed as Santa. Akira Sai was dressed as an elf. There wasn't a whole lot to really dig into there, but yeah, uh, I guess I, I was kind of ready for a title change. Didn't happen. So Dana Brooke supposedly went to the, uh, we'll celebrate Christmas as the 24-7 champion. So that's pretty good for her. Um, cool. Yeah. At least this was more one of the, as I was saying last week, I kind of like some of these more uh, unusual type things where it's like, at least you kind of do something a little, little clever, but at the end of the day, it's all the same. You know, they, they go somewhere, they they run around, they brawl, they get away, or they don't, or they or there's title change. So should I wait this time? You know, same time saying no comment. Yeah, I know how much to say about it. You know, I don't know. Um, 
it's a way for Danny Brooks to get on TV. It's a way for our truth, uh, you know, company man, our truth. That man is so, so wonderful, so so very talented to get on TV. But um, yeah, uh, I, I thought this is I thought this is one national pointing out. Reggie will probably turn on Dana and win the title back. You know, he's been kind of like helping her uh, keep the title so far. Yeah, I, I think he's, he's actually being smart and playing the long game with this. So kudos to him on that one or the the semi um, cover booking with that. But yeah, yeah, uh, it's fine, right? It's 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 a relatively harmless two minutes out of a three hour show. It's fine. It's fine. What's what's whatever, man. Uh, <laughs> I know I know that sounds different. I'm sorry, but on, on a three hour show, there's just so much stuff. I'm like, all right, you know, when Reggie was doing flips, it was kind of fun. I like some of these off the wall things. It's fine. There, there are worth there are worse things on the show. There are better things. It's fine. My gosh. Oh man. But we're, but we're talking about the, uh, you know briefly about the Roman title scene. I saw Ray, Ray Ripley pick a win over uh, Queen Vega or sorry Queen's Lane tonight. Pretty brief match. Uh, Ray, Ray Ripley was better off without Nikki Sh in this one. That was definitely the point where where Nikki was backstage. So kind of. Uh, you know, kind of, kind of setting up that maybe that tension there, breaking up one of the the very, very few teams I've got in the women's tag team division. But uh, with a brief earlier comment that Rhea could be entered the the singles division there, this speculation and with Morgan stuff for the Roman's title is not working for me now. Now, in case you didn't know, before show tonight, it was at some point yesterday. WWE released a digital exclusive angle uh, of Liv Morgan. Hunting down Becky Lynch in her in her private gym, uh, the the uh, I think it's the Black and Brave Wrestling Gym that, that that Seth Rollins runs in Iowa. So Liv tracked this woman down, stalked her down, flew across country, supposedly or or at least you know I think they had a show in Iowa, so at least stalked her down to this private facility. And um, if you have, I, I came to a judge. If you haven't seen it, look it up. She she invades the facility somehow, just kind of like pops up behind Becky Lynch out of nowhere. And she's standing behind her, and when Becky's like working the students, and it's like, you know, she's like giving a little, you know, grimace of like, er, <laughs> she's very, she's very upset, and um, somehow Becky pulls some like Matrix style, like she's there and then she's not, and then Liv attacks this 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 uh, redhead woman, and it's not Becky Lynch, and Becky winds up being behind behind uh, Liv Morgan, and they brawl. And uh, the, their students there, and then Becky, they, they brawl, and Becky leaves the ring, and then um, she tells her students to, to get Liv Morgan, get her, and it's over. <sighs> yeah. And then they, they liked it so much. They were so proud of this angle, <laughs> this digital exclusive angle. They, 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 they replayed it in, in its glorious entirety tonight on Raw, in case you didn't see it. When they dropped it late, late yesterday, Sunday night on, on the YouTube and, and social media channels, um, struck me as kind of weird. But uh, that's thinking. Like, if you like it, cool. I, I like you know going going out of the box here a little bit. I more mean I just don't like the way it was shot. Like, if, not to be like too like analytical. It just can't, it was just done in a weird way. So certain aspects of it that seemed kind of corny. Um, and I talked about it last week, and I didn't want to be like overly critical, but it's like Liv Morgan, like kudos to her. I'm very glad she's getting these opportunities. I'm very glad they're trying to build someone up. But um, I don't know. I don't know. And to see, I see Chambers. I, this is definitely I like. I was. I've been like reluctant to say anything about it because I know people have been very supportive of Liv for weeks now. Like, hey, she's doing great. She's getting this feud, and, and she's getting a shot, and it's great. Everything's great. Hooray! But 
you know, Stephen Chambers pointing out that he's not taking this feud of Liv and Becky. Yeah, I, I talked about it a bit last week. I started to kind of, uh, you know, kind of admit that, I, that I've not been a fan of it. It's not working for me. Uh, it's not. Um, I think Liv has a lot of potential. Uh, and we talked about it last week. I don't think it's her as a talent. I think it's, I, again, as, as I said earlier, it is about the booking and the angles and storylines and the, the, the writing. The whatever they're, they're writing for her, the lines and the promos just aren't working. You know, they were, she had one line tonight where she said, like, oh, you can try to break my arm, but I'm going to break your face. It's just like, did we? Oh. It's like, hmm. more often than not, like, it's, they, they, we've seen they just don't really, like, write good baby faces. They really don't. Like, when I was a kid, even, I knew I knew this subconsciously as a kid. I always rooted for the heels. Heels are cool. Heels are written better more, more often than not. Not to say that's the blanket. Um, that's not like fact for everybody. I'm not saying that is always the case, but it feels like more often than not, the heels are are booked better. They're handled better. They're they come across better because and like they they sound better. I don't know. Then it, when you have like this baby face, been like I'm gonna break your face. It's like it's just I don't know. You know, and and DJ, you're you're you are 100 right. DJ saying that Liv works her butt off. She deserves a title reign. She does. Liv Morgan's been there for a couple of years. She has never quit. She just keeps grinding and, and working her butt off and and improving. And and she's come such a long way. She's doing great. Um, I think she's very talented. I'm I'm not saying I'm not just disagreeing with that at all. But again, based on the angle and the storylines here. I don't know. It's not working for me. And I think uh, I saw one of my colleagues, someone I, I correspond with regularly on Twitter, tweeted that uh, Liv had, had a single, like a, a solo promo where not usually she's kind of playing off of Becky or someone else where she's kind of playing off of them and kind of ripping, riffing off of them. They're interacting and it's kind of more like uh, it's like a, a correspondence in a way or, or it's more like interactive, right? It's not like single. It's like where they're like talk. It's not like a, like a monologue, right? I think it's very hard for anybody. Um, to give a monologue where it's like if you're playing off each other, it could, it's a little like it's different, right? And I think Liv Morgan recently has been like, uh, once she's had to kind of like to carry the ball of like being, um, and as a you know, kid to be a singles, a singles promo, it's not not only really working, um, as well as it could be, as well as it should be. It was promo of the night, just didn't really do it for me. Um, and then this, again, it was, it's the writing, it was, she literally she was saying, like, oh, you know. Um, I, I went to Becky's facility and uh, the, the angle I was talking about, and she was saying like, yeah, you know, Becky got, you know, got the better of me, but, um, I proved that she was threatened by me because she used her student. Like, no, man, like, no, you're like, you, you failed. Like she's Becky, Becky, like softly your scheme and you, like, it, it didn't work and that's it. And Becky comes out and says, so she'll teach Liv Morgan that her, her luck's going to run out at day one. Becky, like, usually Becky will have, like, a couple of good lines. So there's been, like, some redeeming qualities here. Becky said, like, you know, you, you're in the spotlight and, and you're kind of feeling the heat or something like that. Kind of kind of cheesy, but it works. You know, Becky usually makes this stuff work. And for me, or her lines, I mean. And Becky, um, or sorry, but Liv doesn't, it's, it doesn't feel the same. And maybe this part of this goes back to, again, the more of the, the longer-term booking. I think if Liv had been positioned stronger um, in recent months and, like, was more of a threat, this would be a little different. Well, if Nash was pointing out that Liv should have been the queen, but won the, won the Queen's Cup tournament. We talked about that months ago. I, I thought that was very much the case, and she wasn't. So, you know, again, I know it's, I know it's the under, like, under, underdog angle here, but there you go. Um, yeah. 
we know we know this, this match is going to happen at day one. I don't have any reason to really believe um, that. I, not not to say Liv is like not going to win. I just it wouldn't feel like credible. It's, it's like it's not just an underdog thing. It's just like the, the way she's being booked. Like she hasn't been booked strongly. Whereas like yeah, she kind of had this like scheme and it backfired, and she kind of came out looking pretty weak. Not a good look. Um, yeah. But you know they got one more week here to sell to, uh, to kind of hype this up here before day one. Hopefully they do. Um, not not a big fan of it, but boy, I haven't gotten to the main event. I haven't gotten into uh, the the U.S. title thing here. We got DJ asking about uh, Dolph Ziggler possibly becoming the the next U.S. champion. Um, yeah. Oh boy, yeah. Oh, man. They they ruined Damian Priest, man. They ruined Damian Priest. I thought for months Damian Priest was really really good. I thought they had. Like big star potential written all over him. Damian Priest, you know, pretty pretty much a breakout star. He 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 was at WrestleMania with Bad Bunny. He had like a few with Sheamus, won the title at SummerSlam. Had a pretty good, um, you know, pretty good run with the open challenges. Kind of feud with Jeff Hardy, uh, not feud, but like you know, defend against Jeff Hardy. Um, and like just kind of overnight, at one point they just like flipped the script and and had um, Damian Priest kind of change his angle to weird possessed like angel demon thing and he's wearing more eye eye makeup now and like he'll randomly like snap and get mad like it's like the heaven and hell kind of thing i don't know it's just like it's it's not working this also like i i've been i know i've sounded very negative tonight i'm sorry um but like when you have, when you have a show where it's like where you don't where it's usually these things kind of come in come in batches it's like i don't like this and then then if it's like the damon priest thing and then it's the morgan thing um they're usually just kind of like uh strung together so it's like you're boom 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 it's like it's a string of like meh right i know so that's a very um not very uh uh you know elaborate way to put it but no it's just like you know they had this match with priest and ziggler um oh man like and ziggler you know again we're talking about the the credibility of any any challenger here ziggler is a guy that's been there for so long um, former world champion, mind you, but they've just like stripped away his credibility. Where like it just takes so many losses. Anytime he picks up, a, hey, he he got the win here, got the win via count out because Priest snapped ringside. Bobby Roode, or sorry, Robert Roode attacked him ringside, and Priest kind of snapped like he made a mean face and he attacked Bobby Roode, and he got a count out. So this was the the uh, very special championship contender match, which is really just code for a non-title match. That uh, they decided they need to rebrand, and so uh, yes, they announced next week that it will be Priest versus Ziggler for the title. I don't think that Ziggler's going to win the title. I think um, I, I think he's very talented. I think he's had a great career. Nash plan he worked just like Morgan. That's the that's the thing. He works his butt off. Always does what he's asked. Ziggler, very much a company man. Very much a guy that shows up, does the work, and that's all there is to it. But like I don't, I, I can't knock the guy at all. But as a talent, I think he's great. I used to be a big, big fan of him when I was a kid. But um, for his credibility as a champion here, uh, I don't know. You know, <sighs> yeah. It's I guess for this one, I'm just, I'm just point of Damian Priest because, like, you know, I thought they really had something with him, and this gimmick just like is really not coming across well to me. Uh, but we know he'll face it next week. We know that uh, you know it, it will it will be for the title. Uh, Steven Chambers predicting that he'll he'll get he'll snap again next week against DQ'd. 
could happen. And then maybe after that, we'll see a no, D, no DQ match at day one. That is, uh, that sounds pretty accurate. That sounds, um, you know, that sounds like something they would do. Uh, but if you remember, if you remember many, many, many years ago, Dolph Ziggler wasn't on the Spirit Squad. He's come a long way. He's come a long way. I think he was Nikki on the Spirit Squad way back when. Uh, he's enjoyed a very long career um, in WWE. He's enjoyed a lot of success, and he's still sticking around here. Um, so there you go, right? Like, that's – you, you got to give him credit for that. You got to give him credit for, you know, still being there, for 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 being a great worker, for, uh, you know, you know, still still getting on TV, you know, as, as much as he does. So you know, I, I don't knock I don't knock him at all. I, I'm not trying to criticize him. Literally, again, the, the my criticism is never of the talent themselves. Like more often than not, not not to say never. Sometimes sometimes it is, uh, but like nine times of the time, it, it's literally just like, hey, this is a very very talented person, but uh, the writing is not there. And speaking of which, the main event, the main event. So the show starts with Bobby Lashley MVP. Talking about Bobby Lashley earned a spot in the WWE title match uh, at day one last week. He ran the gauntlet by beating Biggie, Kevin Owens, and Seth, Seth Rollins. We talked about that last week. Talked about the my our, John and I talked about our thoughts about that that match there. So talk about the, the talk about this title match and how Bobby, Bobby Lashley earned a spot in it this week. Um, and Biggie interrupts, and, and you know they're going back and forth, and then some brief tension between Bobby, Bobby Lashley and MVP. And then, uh, and then Owens and Rollins attack last year behind, seemingly kind of, they're actually kind of, hey, coexisting, mind you. <laughs> oh, boy. And then um, they would go backstage, and Owens and Rollins are, are upset because Biggie and Ashley have reluctantly uh, teamed up to, to fend them off. They go backstage, and Owens and Rollins are kind of uh, arguing, or they're kind of trying to get their heads together. Folks, this was on the show, and again, I was doing play by play, so I was already like a little grumpy because you know, I, I I couldn't um, I, I I couldn't turn my brain off, like I couldn't you know do other things. I was like firmly like watching the show the whole time, trying to cover it and do to 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 do to do it right. So I go backstage, and they're backstage, and Adam Pearce signs welcome up, and they see they see them arguing, and we just saw um, we just saw uh, you know obviously Lashley and Biggie fend them off, and Adam Pearce. And then sees him arguing and, and he's like, Hey, I have this brilliant idea. I have this idea for what, and he quite literally said one of the most exciting tag team matches in the history of Monday Night Raw, it's going to be Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins versus Biggie and Bobby Lashley. Oh my gosh, folks, who could have ever possibly have seen this coming? My gosh, they never do this. They never have two people struggling to get along, team up against two other people struggling to get along, trying to, dare I say, the naughty word, coexist. Biggie referenced later, later in a promo um, that they said, like, some the one of the interviews was going to ask him, hey, do you think you'll be able to? And he said, don't you say the naughty C word. Um, so props to props him on that one. Biggie, Biggie, like, my gosh, that man makes the most out of like the worst creative um what, what whatever it is like whatever they hand him he it was quite literally the 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 essence of making chicken salad out of you know what um but folks i got so i don't want to say mad but like when they had this thing about Pierce saying this was like the greatest match or it's like one of the most exciting matches in minor money raw history and hyping up how exciting it was to see these two teams 
the who were struggling to coexist, and now they're going to have to try and put the differences aside in this this buzzer the main event match, and which one of them is going to be able to actually get along and win? To act like that is a new, new a new novel concept on a show that is literally known for doing that every almost every single week. Oh my gosh! Like I just got so turned off and like frustrated. Of like, I know. I'm sorry. I keep saying the the naughty c word. I'm, I'm gonna say that every time. I'm, I'm gonna try and I'm gonna try and uh, condition my brain to train it uh, to, to say that way. The naughty c word. I just got so frustrated. I was like, my gosh, it's like it's like it, it, it's it's insulting the viewer to 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 do that. And also, when we talk about this before, they're increasingly um, pretending that or no, they're, they're like making fun of it of, of of that naughty c word of putting it in memes and tweeting about it and trying to joke about it trying to be cute about it it's not funny it's not cute it is annoying as hell because like do better just do better like we all know the company can we know the company can like i know for for weeks if not months i've been critical I'm, I've been saying like, oh, it all sucks, or there have been dark times during the, during the, the brunt of the pandemic era where there were some really bad episodes raw. But there, we've seen in the past, even even like, even like now, over on SmackDown, we, can, we, we see this company is capable of good storytelling. We see them capable of doing good things, of, of good stories, of, of good feuds, of good programs, of good, of good TV. This is not it. Like, it's not. Not cute. Not, not, I'm not criticizing you. I'm not. Oh my gosh. That's I'm not like. No, no, no. I'm not criticizing you. WWE literally. WWE tweets like about that naughty c word, and 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 they and they reference it. Whether it's you know Drew McIntyre said it, Biggie did it in his promo tonight. Um, but it's, it's especially bothers me. And granted, I know so the social media managers, whatever. You know, it's not like it's literally um, Vince McMahon tweeting it himself or the writing team tweeting himself. But when they tweet about it saying oh can they coexist or you know there's one of them i think later in the show it was like rollins and owens like why coexist um when no why exist when you can coexist and it was all in like um fancy font it's like it's not cute it's really not i'm like <laughs> I, I increasingly like i joke about it i'm gonna lose it one day <laughs> keep you know like joking about it pretending that it's fun it's not fun to like if what if they're they're trying to be cute of like being in on a joke we as fans can be like wow this is really stupid we can joke about it because it's really bad and we're all trying to like maintain our collective sanity of being like hey we're trying to be fans and we're trying to enjoy, to enjoy this show even though they make it really really hard to do that sometimes when they do it it's not fun it like trying to be in on a joke when you're the brunt of the joke like it's lame man it's lame to take like take it like, like if you're not going to do it differently just accept like you're you're gonna get made fun of i, I mean uh, that's i'm i'm gonna rant i'm sorry but just like oh my gosh just it's good yeah brian ever saying it's getting old it's beyond old it's it's like it's ancient it's for a company that has three tv show three prime tv primary tv shows every single week and there have been weeks during my time doing doing the podcast here where they do the can coexist thing every single show, it is ridiculous. Where it just feels we've been seeing this for so long. 
I just, I, I, I firmly hope so much that they're, they'll, they will start doing something else. Just do something else. What that is, I don't know. That's, it's not my job to sit here and say, hey, do this instead, right? No one, no one of us can, like, none of us has to sit here and say, oh, yeah, like, I'm criticizing this, but, and let me tell you how I can do better. Now, yeah, we can get on Facebook and we can say, hey, this could work better. Sing her tonight, one hour into the show. I don't know. I, I'm fried, especially fried because I have, like I said, I had to do play play and watch the entire show rather than kind of, you know, turn my mind off a little bit here and there for some, for some of the stuff I, I didn't really care about. I don't know. I don't, I don't know how, how exactly specifically how they could do better, but I know it's they could. I know it can be they can better than this. Of every week, wait after week after week, feud after feud after feud of the same thing. The like sometimes multiple things, the same show. Can they coexist? Or the DQs and the countouts and all these things and the and the you know, repetitive matches, rematches over and over and over again. It's this weird like ground day hog effect of like watch the same thing over and over again and it's not good and it's frustrating. Because like and I, I said it for a couple weeks ago, I felt like Rob was getting better, right? I felt like it was a little bit better. Um, I'm not just saying I'm getting tired. Yes, I I, I am tired. I am, I'm getting tired. I also I, I got a new puppy, so I'm a little extra sleep deprived this week. Um, I, said, I said new puppy. I got a puppy. I uh, my first like my first dog by myself. My me and my, me and my girlfriend got a puppy, and she's a loud one. So uh, yeah, I'm a little sleep deprived. So I am I am a little grumpy anyway. So if I'm sitting here criticizing chemical exists and all and all this stuff. My gosh, um, I'm sorry if I'm, if I'm a little too overly negative here, or a little grumpy. Uh, hopefully, as necessary, I will get some sleep. But now I got, I got to do all the non-raw stuff. That stuff comes after raw. <laughs> oh man. Oh boy, folks. And the Stephen Chambers also. Yes, we all, as always, a lot of commercials as well. You know, maybe uh, I felt like like a, a excessive amount of commercials tonight. So, um, yeah. Uh, Nestor's asking what kind of dog we got a, a we rescued from a, from an adoption agency uh, a, a, a chocolate lab mix. I'm not sure exactly what she is. Her name is Hershey. Hershey the chocolate lab. Um, she is precious. If I can next time, I'll try. I'll try and get a picture of her. Brandon saying he loves dogs. Yes, yeah, she is. She's a little bundle of sunshine. She's a little, she's she's uh, you know it's been a little bit of an adjustment. You know she's she's a rescue, so she's got some. We I mean not the cakes a little bit. She's she's a little a little quirky. Um, but she, she's precious and I'm very thankful for that. So that having her having a little, little, uh, little cute dog made, made raw a little easier tonight, you know, to get through, even though it was a bit rough. Boy, uh, I'll wait, I'll write the show before we get out of here and answering a question from DJ. I got, I can't give raw higher than a six tonight. If you all want to give your, uh, your ratings here, please do. I would love to hear from you, but, um, I can't give her higher than a six. Whether chemical exist stuff with the live Morgan Bickelman stuff. Um, with rematches and other things, just no, no, I can't, I can't. I think six might be too generous, and I, I am usually too too generous to a fault. But again, the bar is very high. I'm a grade on a curve, so it's this weird, um, it's this weird thing where like I grade it lower than it should be, but also high. Like I don't even know anymore. Oh boy, what a time, what a time. These are saying giving it a four. Natural with a six point five. Uh, Brandon was saying he was a 6.5 going back and forth between Monday Night Football. Sometimes, folks, I wish I could. I wish I, wish I could flip back and forth with, with a lot of shows, but I can't. I, I sit here <laughs> and I suffer through Raw. Or or on a good night. On a good night, I enjoy Raw in, in its entirety, uh, as, as I, it is my duty to do so. Uh, but Brian, uh, Stephen Chambers saying giving it a 5 here. 
Yeah. So I have to imagine that if John was here tonight, uh, that he would agree that it was a, a, a below average show. Hey, Brian, like, no, 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 never apologize. Like, I, it is my job to cover this show, right? And sometimes the raw specifically, it's great. Right? Sometimes I, I, it's great. There'll be some great angle or some great match or some good thing. If it's, you know, I, I really like this one wrestler or it's one great thing or whatever, it makes the least to get through, you know, wasn't really it tonight. I'm not trying to bash the whole show. The things I liked, I mean, I like having ones. I love Biggie. Biggie's great. Biggie's great. Um, other things as well. Um, yeah, there are good things, right? I think that so many talented people at the end of the day, it's just the booking, not so good. But nonetheless, we shift focus to uh to NXT 2.0. <laughs> and I say that, you know, obviously we talk about if you're if you're tuning to the NXT show, you know how we feel about that. Now, not a fan of NXT 2.0, the, the revamp they've got going on there now, several months in. But we try to enjoy that. Um, not just saying I'm mad that the Roman Reigns is not on the show tonight. Yes, SmackDown, more often than not, when Roman's on, it is more easy to enjoy because I'm a big fan of everything Roman Reigns does. I thought the angle with Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman last week, this past Friday on SmackDown, was the best thing on WTV in recent memory. So hats off to them for that one. And I, I wish Raw had something like that, and it didn't. Real quick here, uh, DJ pointing out maybe with the Vince stuff. Do I think Vince uh, has been on TV lately because he thinks it's time uh, that his time the company's running out? Maybe it's time to retire. That's you know we, we could get in the weeds. I don't know. You know it feels like um, whether it's his idea or the creative team saying, hey, hey, you know Vince McMahon, Vince, Mr. McMahon, the evil boss is this big, this great big character that's been very successful. He built Steve Austin, and he can ironically build Austin Theory. You know, I don't know. I, I was listening to the, uh, the, the the something to wrestle with podcast, and Bruce Pritchard, the now the ex executive director for On SmackDown, said that back in the day, whenever Vince got involved with stuff, he usually didn't want to get involved. Like they had to kind of say, "Hey, Vince, you know, you Vince McMahon, you are this great character. You can help us, you know, with the storyline." Maybe that's the case here, um, and maybe he came back for that reason. I don't know. You know, it is weird that you know with, with suffering ratings and I would say overall quality that they kind of lead his way to try and fix it. I don't necessarily think it's working, um, but I don't know. You know, I think uh, I've I think the, the narrative that, and that's just, she doesn't believe that's the case. Um, I think she's responding to this comment, but um, no, I I, I think I, I myself, I think other people would agree that like Vince McMahon feels like the guy, the kind of guy that's never going to retire. I think he's going to be running the thing as long as he possibly can. Uh, I think that's been pretty firmly um, established among at least fan belief. So, no, I think Vince, this is his company. He, he, he has um, grown it into this uh, global juggernaut of a thing um, for decades now. So, no, I, I think we, he's just, you know, on TV trying to help out in terms of trying to help Austin Theory become a, a, a bigger star and trying to help uh, give this more choice storyline. Um, so there you go. Steve Chambers agreeing that, yeah, Vince is retiring. I would agree, but folks, it's been over an hour here. It is uh, now midnight on Tuesday morning. So, with that being said, uh, yeah, obviously, as I said, John Clark couldn't join me here tonight, but we wish him the very best here. Uh, he's not feeling well right now, but wish him the best in his recovery. Um, I just want to take a moment to say I, I deeply, 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 sincerely appreciate you all for staying up with me, for giving me an, more than an hour of your time on a on a Monday night going to a Tuesday morning. Brian Everson get some sleep. Oh, folks, <laughs> sleep is uh, um, 
Oh, it can be a little hard to come by in this line of work, but I appreciate your well wishes. It means a lot. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yes, we're full, we're all systems go here and a Tuesday night. Unfortunately, uh, if you if you tune into the NXT show, John said he will also be unable to join me on the on the Tuesday show for NXT. So it'll be me again here solo on Tuesday night. So I hope you join me here on Tuesday night as well. You know, I try it like one, especially whether it's me and John or, or me and Robert or just me. I try my best to help you to, to talk about the wrestling, to make it a good show, however I possibly can. You know, when it's just me, you know, that's a little harder. Just me kind of spitballing, you know, practically going all. And I'm so thankful for all your comments because like, otherwise it'd just be me talking into the vacuum of the internet here. Uh, so you know, all of your comments, you know, it makes them a little more interactive and fun. And it, mean, it means the world to me to have you all, you know, just, you know, show your support and interact and share your thoughts um, to turn it into an inter interactive thing. Um, you know, because at the end of the day, you know, whether it's bad, bad episode of Raw, bad, bad episode of NXT 2.0, good episode of SmackDown, or, or anything else, you know, it's, well, we want to enjoy the wrestling, right? Like, I, I'm not here to bash anything. Like, I'm, I don't set out to, to, to not like something. When I'm sitting here for three hours and you give me the same old stuff week after week, that's when I get grumpy. That's when I get, well, that's when I get critical. That's when I go off on rants begging you to do better. So there you go. But that being said, you know, I again, I sincerely appreciate you all. I wouldn't be here if not for you all showing support week after week. You know, I do this for you guys, you know, for to entertain you all, to help you enjoy the show, um, to enjoy what we do here, to enjoy the wrestling. You know, that's, that's what we'll, we'll boil us down to. Now, uh, if you are tuning, tuning in to NXT, I will see you tomorrow, and I wish you all then. But if not, uh, I will not see you until after Christmas if, to, for the next time on the, the, the Raw Post show. For that being said, just want to take a moment to wish you all the very, very best. You know, obviously, it's the holiday season. Um, if you celebrate Christmas or not, or, or, or whatever you do celebrate, uh, along the various spectrum of holidays, I wish you the very, very best in the bottom of my heart. Obviously, as I said earlier, we are, we are rapidly approaching the end of 2021. Um, boy, what a year uh, in wrestling and beyond. But, um, and, and obviously, in the real world, uh, it's a scary place. But um, if, uh, as, much as, as much as you possibly can, take a moment uh, this, this holiday season, more than a moment. Take, take, take a lot of time. Like, take time to appreciate um, the holidays and your families and just the good. Appreciate the good. I'm sorry I've been sitting here for an hour uh, not appreciating the good of, of my night raw, but um, I'm, I'm very thankful for, for doing the show. I'm very thankful for all your support. I'm talking like it's Thanksgiving, but it, it's the holiday season here of Christmas and everything. But just, you know, Christmas, it is the most wonderful time of the year. Again, even with the, world, the real world being a very scary place again. Oh, boy. Um, hmm. But, uh, yeah, folks, you know, just really seriously, uh, again, I'll do this whole spiel again tonight on the NXT show. But if I don't see you again until after Christmas, I wish you the very, very, very best. Enjoy Christmas and the holidays and enjoy the week and the holiday season. Um, enjoy it, folks. Seriously. Can't stress enough. It's a wonderful time. Um, have, some, have some cookies and some hot chocolate or eggnog if you like, if you like that stuff. I don't. Um, whatever it is. However you celebrate, whatever you celebrate, enjoy it. Enjoy your time with your families. If you, if you can celebrate with them, I hope you can. Um, if not, watch some good holiday movies. Enjoy it. Enjoy it however you possibly can. And celebrate. Enjoy it. It's a wonderful time. I'm rambling. But it's a wonderful time, right? Whether it's wrestling, the real world, whatever it be, we try to just do our best to enjoy it, to have a good time, um, to be positive, and to enjoy, to enjoy the good. Enjoy the good, the good that we do have here uh, over, over wrestling and beyond. So that being said, I thank you all so much for your support. Happy holidays from the bottom of my heart. I thank you so much. Remember to 
Uh, so we like and subscribe, all that good stuff, uh, and follow all of our platforms. We've got a, a great spectrum of, of wonderful shows here for to help you enjoy the wrestling. Because that, that's what we do here at Wrestling. Sorry, at WrestleZone. We'll enjoy the wrestling. So with that being said, thank you all for listening, and have a good night.